word from the Lord this morning. Our message this morning is coming to you out of the gospel of, excuse me, out of the book of Romans, uh, the 12th chapter, verses 3, verses 1 and 2. Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 3, then verses 1 and 2. We're flipping some verses this morning. Our scripture reads, For I say through the grace given unto me that every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dwelt to every man a measure of faith. But I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself, your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let the household of faith say amen. You know, I was pastor of the Mount Obi Baptist Church uh, during our revival one year, and this white gentleman he came into our church. He showed up at the revival several nights, and we introduced ourselves, and he said that he lived in Richmond, and he was brought a piece of land in the Appomattox Concord area, and he uh, continued to visit us. He had graduated from Liberty University, and at that time, he'd come in and uh, stop and see us each and every time that he'd come in the area. So so every time he came and frequented our church when he was in town, and from that point he became a participant, not only a participant, but he became a giver into our ministry, and he became good friends, and uh, we was on our way back home one Sunday from Patton Hill, and we stopped in uh, uh, Amherst at the uh, McDonald's, like we always do, grab a coffee and a biscuit or whatever for breakfast, and, and lo and behold, there in front of me in the line was Dennis. Dennis was in front of me in that line and and to make a short story a long story short um one line I remember about what he would always say, Dennis would always tell us that uh, your, your sermon reminded me of my brokenness. And, and all of us have a constant reminding of brokenness in our human uh, behavior and sometime in our human condition. And, and this is not a once a month uh, during a communion or once a year during a revival event. We must constantly consider our brokenness before uh, there is any healing in our life. And, you know, my nephew and I abandoned uh, a few weeks ago go back and forth on a similar argument and he was talking about the welfare destroyed black families and I, my response is don't blame welfare it's irresponsible, irresponsible unaccountable and, 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 and uh, deadbeat dads that sometimes causes a, a problem in the uh, society that we live in if, if the dads would take care of the responsibilities that we wouldn't have a great need for, for the uh, 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 welfare that we have today so he said it's not good to call them deadbeat and my response was until they recognize their brokenness, until they realize that they have a problem and take care of their responsibilities, nothing will get any better. Welfare is not the cause of the problem that we're having in our, uh, our communities today. It's in effect. The homes without uh, responsible dads is the issue. You know, it's when we recognize our brokenness is when God can do the work that he has in our lives. Our broken condition is our problem that many of us will not confess in our lives. So today I want to talk to you on the subject from a broken condition to recondition. From a broken condition to recondition. Let us bow. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. 
And as we come, Lord, we ask that you would just, Lord, your dear servant into the deep well of that salvation. We ask that you would just continue to build me up on every weak and lean inside. Continue to help me, O oh, Heavenly Father, grow into that which you desire me to be. Lord, we, we, we need you right now. In the precious name of Jesus, we do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. You know, is there anyone in our congregation or on telephone or in our Facebook uh, that has felt uh, one time or another broken in their lives? They, is there anyone that is out there has not suffered from one condition or, or another one time in their life? So last week I told you that uh, Jesus had read out of the book of Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has uh, sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has preached the deliverance uh, of to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and said that liberty is them that are bruised. You know, is there anyone out there that can truly say there has never been one of those conditions that Jesus had talked about in his verse that we need ministering to in our lives? You know, the whole world is full of people that are suffering from one condition or another. Folk that are spiritually, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, physically, mentally, financially or somehow broken until uh, they uh, have very little hope left in their life. You know, the dictionary talks about broken as having a fracture or damage no longer one piece working together, working in order, smashed or shattered or, or burst or fragmented or, or splintered or shivered or, 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 or crushed or a person that is given up all hope. They're in despair. Another says forcibly separated from one or two pieces fractured asunder and by divorce separation or desertion by a parent or having been violated incomplete being in a state of disarray disordered uh, troops fleeing from broken ranks intermittently stopping and starting continuously varyingly abruptly humble broken spirit weakened and infirmed and broken health crushed by grief died uh, of a broken heart financially ruined, bankrupt, not functioning and just out of order. But much of this is caused by our decisions and our human conditions that have caused many of the things that we're dealing with in life. It's just our human condition. Job said that man that is born of a woman is of a few days in full of trouble. So much of that we have to go through in life is just because of this human condition that we were born in. Run Rider says that the human condition is something that every human being experiences through his course of life. It's the, the condition that includes all of the experiences that uh, being human encounter in this journey through, the, through life that we live. It's all about the sorrows and the joy and the anguish and, and also the awe that we feel when we're confronted with others and uh, that uh, in our ex existence that we live in this world only being who are capable of such a reflection. The way that we use to deal with such experiences uh, strikes at the heart of this, of this definition that we call the human condition. Human condition encompasses uh, the totality of the experiences uh, of being human and, and living human lives of, with all of the baggage that comes along with it. This human condition arises uh, from the existence of this thing called good and evil in our makeup. You know, even in our everyday behavior, why are 
we are competitive and aggressive and selfish and when the clearly ideals of life are to be complete opposite what we are trying to do in our life. The predicament or the human condition is not being able to understand ourselves, meant more or try to understand ourselves that we try to think that the obvious and most important question about our human behavior is why are we so imperfect? The more depressed our thoughts become until we are driven almost to a breaking point. We are full of trouble and we are broken each and every day living this life not understanding how we act and what we do and why we do what we do drives us to a place of not understanding how can this come out of me. I call myself a Christian. I call myself a child of God. But sometimes this human condition, this behavior that I have is far beyond anything that I could ever think or imagine. All of us find ourselves at times in a broken condition and not understanding what it's all about, not understanding what is going on in our life. The good news is there is help. There is help for us to get through this stuff. All over this, this world that we have people that are going through and God is the way to help us out of this situation that we're in. This malady that has all of us humanity in, in, in need of a physician. All of us need help from the, from the great physician who is able to help us through these conditions that we're in. So we're all caught up in a condition. All of us got issues and problems in our life. But we have a God that cares all about us. And if he is the one that can help us to get through these things that we call life. So as we come to our text this morning, we find Paul writing this discourse to the Roman Christian that in marks uh, of a crude Christian. And, and, and don't get lost because I, I'm starting out in the lower text and we're talking about verse 3 rather than starting in verse 1. But we got to understand that, that we're going to do some things from top to bottom and from, bo from bottom to top so that we can see the fullness of what Paul was trying to address in, in our text. So Paul writes in verses uh, 9 through 21, Love not to be a dissimulation, and that you are not that is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectionate one to another uh, in brotherly love, in honor and preferring one another. Not soulful in business, fervent in prayer, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, in tribulation, continually, instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality, bless them that persecute you, bless and curse not, rejoice uh, with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep, be of the same mind one toward another, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate, be not wise in your own uh, conceits, recompense no man evil for evil, provide things honest in the sight of all men and if it be possible as much as lies in you live peaceably with all men dearly beloved avenge not yourselves but rather give place of wrath for it is written vengeance is mine and I'll repay says the Lord therefore if thine enemy hunger feed him if he thirst give him drink for in doing so you will heap coals of fire on his head be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good. See, Paul is encouraging them uh, to do the opposite that our humanity, our human condition beckons us to do. Everything that our human uh, humanity beckons us, Paul is encouraging us just to do the opposite. 
knows it. While the human condition is selfish, Paul is telling us to be selfless. Paul is telling us that everything that the human condition tells us to do, don't do it. That's the definition of our human condition. Uh, the, uh, e, uh, the, the a Bible translation says that you got to love and not hate. Huh? You got to do good and not evil. That's what it's trying to tell us. It's trying to be uh, opposite to what everything that the scriptures uh, is trying to tell us through Paul's teaching in our lesson today. See, our flesh tells me, I don't want to hear none of that. I, my flesh is telling me, I don't want to hear about doing folk good that has been evil to me. Flesh is telling me that. He said, talk to the hand. Uh, and that's what we always try to tell people when they want to talk to us. And my broken tradition does not want to entertain any of what Paul is preaching about. My story is, is that I am part flesh, but I am part spirit. But the flesh is always at war with the spirit. When my spirit tells me to do good, my flesh is pulling against me to not to do good. So I'm against everything that Paul is trying to instruct me to do because my flesh is pulling after me. You know, there's a story I heard once about a buzzard and a hawk. One day they were flying and soaring up in the sky and, and, and both of them got hungry and, and all of a sudden the hawk says that I, I see a meal down there and the old farmer was down there feeding his chickens and, and all of a sudden the hawk who was flying, he soared up high in the sky. They took him a dive and he was diving down and, and, and the old buzzard said that I'm going to wait, I'm patient, my son God will provide and all of a sudden the old, old, old buzzard uh, was patient and he waiting for his next meal, but the hawk said, patience in my foot, you know, I want to kill something, so as he soared up high and he dove down into the, the yard where the farmer was feeding the chickens and he was going to get him a tender chicken, but the farmer had scoped him out and realized that the old hawk was coming to get his chicken, so the old farmer grabbed his double barrel shotgun and bam, the old hawk come tumbling down, but the old buzzer said, see that warm meal, huh? works every time. See, sometimes your, your broken humanity is the same way as the old hawk. We, we don't want to hear what sound judgment said. We don't want to be patiently waiting on the Lord. We want to do what we want to do. But sometimes doing what we want to do don't bring nothing but bad things in our life. You know, we, wanna, we don't want to hear sound judgment and wisdom. We want to do what we want to do, but what we want to do sometimes have bad results. So Paul tells us what causes us to be that way in our text in verse 3. He said, For I say that through the grace given unto me that every man among you not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly according to God has dealt every man a measure of faith. See, our broken condition is just like that old hawk. We at times think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. Until we confess our brokenness, most of us, we are fighting a losing battle. Paul is writing to Timothy and he's dead telling what is going on in our minds. He said that we know that perilous times is coming and that men shall become lost of themselves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient uh, 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 to their parents and unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that do good and traitors and heady and high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof for such turn away. So I'm, I'm caught up into my 
myself. I'm, I'm caught up into thinking about me and me and myself only. The more I think, the worse I get. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with this thing that is inside of me that is pulling me away from the will of God? Paul later goes on in Romans 7, 22 and 24. He said, in my mind I am happy with God's law, but I see another law working down in my body, the law that makes me war against the wall of my mind I accept. And the other law working in my body is the law of sin, and that law makes it of me a prisoner in what miserable person that I am. So matter how you struggle, to follow God's law, that flesh it, it, is, it, is willing to, to get you caught up into the grip of sin, to pull you farther away from the will of God. It puts you in a condition that you can't do anything about yourself, but it, it, that, that you don't want to get out of that condition because the flesh is still pulling you further and further into its trap. See, what to think? I want to think right. I want to do right. I, 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 I want to do right, but I, I can't. I, I, I want to get right, but I can't. I want to think right, but I can't. I'm miserable, and, and I can't seem to do anything about my own condition. Our human condition will not self-heal. Y'all hear me this morning? My human condition will not self-heal. Our physical health can be put inside of every human being with a, a they call it an immune system that works to self-heal your body when it attacks with germs and viruses and pollution and all of that stuff. This self-healing mechanism uh, in our body tries to restore and to be able to optimize our health. But if there are such a things as a spiritual immune system, is a mechanism that is inside us that protects our soul from sin and temptation. Likewise, a spiritual immune system exists within us to defend us against the attacks of our, uh, our, our selfishness and, and, and be able to get us into a place where we can live a righteous life. This protective mechanism fights off all variety of negative influences and, and, and enticements of our environment and we, we rely on it to maintain our moral and our ethical equilibrium. If we didn't have a spiritual immune system inside of us working each and every day, we'd go crazy. We'll act out of character all the time, but I thank God that he has a spiritual immune system inside of me that keeping me from doing some of the crazy stuff that my mind leads me to do. That old flesh will pull me to do some crazy stuff, but God has an immune system, a spiritual immune system inside of me that keeps me from going too far. What can I do to tap into this consciousness of, of, of to get myself out of my broken condition? How can I get closer to God to be able to get that immune system working inside of me, that spiritual immune system working inside of me where I can be able to live closer to the Word of God? So finally, Paul gives us the answer. Paul gives us the answer. Our text says that I beseech you therefore my brethren that the mercies of God to present your bodies a, a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing your mind that ye may be proved what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See the answer of getting out of your condition is to let go and let God. from the 
these temptations that we face each and every day. See, come before God asking him to preserve your soul and, and to keep your heart away from those things that try to get you entangled with it. You know, that's what we're talking about. Uh, it's all on television now talking about entanglement. But I had to throw that in. But you know what I mean. You're all entangled with the things of the world. And, and it had not been for God's spirit dwelling inside of you. Draw close to him in prayer to be able to get you away from those things that will be able to draw you away. So when you come to God in prayer for his abiding presence to come into your life and, and to be able to help you pass these temptations that will not come and overcome you. When we remain a free will, others lie in bondage. And, and in the same way that our biological immune system protects us from these illnesses and disease, God has given us a spiritual immune system to be able to protect us in the psychological and emotional dimensions that comes against us that fights against those temptations and evil that come into our heart and mind. Uh, George Miles says that our mind is, is a battlefield and, and our minds are, are, are in that broken condition until God uh, comes in and he, we dedicate ourselves to serving him which is our reasonable service and, and, and if we would only do that God will come in and give us and build our immune system up that we can be able to resist those things that come us with us that cause us to do evil in our life. God will is a part that will give us worship. He said, submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. See, once we ask God to come in and preserve us and keep us, we must resist the temptations of the devil and flee away from his will, and he will flee from us. See, all of the great temptations appear in the region of the mind, and, and you can fight it all you want, but you got to have something else in your mind to be able to fight against those things that come after you. So don't entertain those thoughts and things in your heart and your mind too long. If you entertain those things long enough, they'll find uh, and, and take up home in your heart. So you, you got to be careful about that. So Paul is writing earlier in this chapter, in verse chapter 6, verses 12 through 14, Therefore let not sin reign in your mortal body, and that it so obeys evil desire. Do not offer a part of yourself to sin as an instrument of weakness, but rather offer yourself to God, to those that have brought from life, from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. See, we, we've been given the power to close that door of the mind that entertains such foolishness in our life. So don't become an instrument for it. We can lose that power through disuse and increase it by use. See, the more that you pray and ask God, the more you use it. The less you pray and come to God, the less you're going to use it. And you're going to lose it or use it or lose it. Huh? It's been said that the Holy Spirit is needed in order for us to recondition our mind. See, it's God that works in you, but the will and to do his good pleasure is for your life. You know, learn to live uh, in his will and, 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 and not in your feelings. See, we're so caught up into our feelings that we got to live in the will of God and not in our feelings. You know, I told you last week, Peter said, lay aside all of the malice and the guile and hypocrisies and, and envies and evil speaking. See, all of that stuff starts up in here. All of that starts up in your mind. You can't recondition 
still playing around in the trash can. Throw that trash away that causing your spirit to have uh, negative things in it. Stop all of this thinking, thinking that you're doing so that you can be able to get your head straight. Lead to bad behavior in your life. Get rid of all of that stuff. It's by the mercies of God that he empowers us with the strength to break that curse of that stinking thinking that we have in our life that we can able to keep us from being and living in a broken condition so that we can be reconditioned. Reconditioning a new way of thinking and, and renewing our minds to which is acceptable to God. You got to get your mind right. God will recondition your mind to be able to think in the right way if you would call and come into his presence. Pray and ask God to transform you. Recondition your way of thinking so that you can be able to live in this world with all of the blessings and benefits that he desires for you to have in your life. You can't get the good things in your life if you keep thinking the same way you're thinking, keep doing the same things you're doing. Get your mind in a right perspective. Change your mind and your thought patterns. Get your mind transformed by the renewing of your faith so that you can become uh, a, a good soldier for the Lord to be able to do the work that he has called you to do. It's our mind condition. It's, a, it's the human condition that keeps us from drawing closer to God. It's the flesh. That's your human condition. He was born in sin and shaped in iniquity. That's what David said. We got to get rid of that human condition. But the only way that we can get rid of that human condition is to have our minds transformed so that we can be reconditioned into that which God desires us to be. So as we close this morning, we're not saying it's easy to break the curse of the broken condition that we in. We're in a broken condition. It takes prayer. It takes perseverance. It takes steadfastness. It takes a continual walk with the Lord in His presence with the Holy Spirit forever inside of us to be able to get control of this thing that, that keeps us from living closer to each other and closer to God. It, it took the power of the cross to unleash what, what sin did to us and grace undid. It took the cross to do all of that. Paul says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, by the grace of God are ye saved through faith that not of yourselves it is a gift and not of works lest any man can boast. See, it was grace that helped me to recognize my condition and grace that gave me the power to be reconditioned. So let me say that again. It was grace that helped me to recognize my condition, my broken condition and grace gave me the power to recondition, to transform my life. I didn't get it myself and I didn't get in this human condition by myself and I can't get out of it by myself. Nothing to boast about but Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know, my confession for my brokenness is the beginning of the process of reconditioning my life. Romans says that for the heart of man believes in the righteousness and the mouth confession is made unto salvation. See, once we confess Jesus, the power of reconditioning goes into, into effect. Our
goodness of the Lord. But God will come in and do a, a, a cataract surgery that take the uh, blinders off of my eyes so that I can see his goodness working in my life. Jesus gave Nicodemus two exceptions. He says, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then he says, and except a man is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. See, we must confess our brokenness to achieve the things that God has in store for us. Unless we experience a recondition, we will never see or enter heaven. That's what the word says. Unless you're born again, unless you're reconditioned, that you'll never be able to see or enter the kingdom of heaven. So from the brokenness to my recondition affords us to have interest into the presence of God eternally. We, we can be with him if we'll only confess our brokenness so that we can be able to get the help that we need to be reconditioned in what God desires us to be. See, once we've dealt with the root cause of our spiritual broken condition, we can begin to focus on boosting our spiritual immune system. So let, let me give you some way. See, deepen your relationship with God. Uh, get to know him, his character, and allow him to transform your, your life. And, and get to know him better by engaging in practices of reading and studying his word, praying, and, and then spending time alone with him in solitude. And spending time with him, he, 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 he began to change you. He, he, all of a sudden, you'll see things that, that you used to do that you don't do no more. Things that you used to say that you don't say no more. Places you used to go, you don't go no more. Because God is changing you from the inside out and his presence cannot remain unchanged. When God come into your life, I don't care who you are, if he comes and abide with you, you have to change. If you spend time with him, you start taking on God's character and we become more loving, more patient, more gracious, more merciful, more kind and, and just and faithful and true. And we all of those things come when we learn to deepen our relationship with God spiritual mindset. See, God made us very simple. He made it very simple for us. Developing a healthy spiritual mindset began with trusting God that loves us unconditionally. Huh? It began and it ends with that. With the knowledge that he loves you, love him back and love some others. Huh? This, this description is not easily it's not easily done but it is simple. Following the prescription leads to a life filled with peace and joy in your life. We also arrive at the end of life knowing that we've left a legacy for others to follow. We, we've made a difference. When you make a difference in life that, 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 that keeps you knowing that you had a, your mind in the right place. Then spend time with spiritually healthy people. See, scripture says, be not, uh, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Uh, we, we, we have to approach this in all humility, knowing that we all have sinned, but there's a difference between someone who is seeking to abandon their sin and another person who gives uh, themselves over to sin with abandonment. See, surround yourself with people that are pursuing the relationship with God and actively cultivating their spiritual health. See, and reach out to those that are in love and care uh, that who do not 
not seek to love God, you you will never be able to impact their lives if you don't love those who do not love you. So love those that are out of the will of God. Show the love character that God has in him, in your life, so that you can impact them. See, boost your spiritual immune system by practicing these steps to recondition whatever condition you're in. Uh, even though God never changes, he's the master of change. Huh? Uh, God never changes, but he is the master of change. He can and will transform your life no matter what condition you're currently in. Or Tremaine uh, Hawkins says that a change has come over me. He changed my life and now I'm free. He washed away all of my sins and he made me whole. He washed me as white as snow. He changed in my life complete and now I set in his feet to do what must be done all the work until he comes a wonderful change has come over me huh? from, from a broken condition to recondition I know I don't know about you is there anybody in the house or online on our phones that know that it was God that changed them it was God that changed I, I, I suggest to you today to call on Jesus if you need to have a change in your life if you need recondition from the condition that you're in call on the name of Jesus I told you a few weeks ago your condition is not God's final conclusion God is not through with us yet uh, if you need a change let's give God some noise in the house. Give God some praise. Glorify God in your condition that you're in. So you got to praise him now so that once he gets your heart right and changes your heart condition, you'll be able to reflect the love of God outside of you so that everybody around you will see the glory of God working in your life. If he did it for you, he can do it for me. I believe that well, he won't leave you the way he found you. Oh, that's good news, ain't it? God will not leave you the way he found you. If you come to God earnestly, that he will be able to come into your life, change you from your human condition. The place where you're at right now, God can transform that. He can recondition your life to be able to make you, he says, like pure gold. You might go in all tore up, but God can bring you out of that situation and make you into something that is glorious in his sight. Isn't that good news this morning? Won't you do it? Online, on the phone, wherever you are this morning, we need to give God some praise because he does not leave us the way that he found us. God will transform your life. He'll take your old, old broken condition and he can recondition you into be whatever he desires. If you would only come to him, draw nigh to him, and he'll draw nigh to you. Oh, that's good news this morning. That somebody is out there today that has been broken. Broken by the tariffs of this world. And, and, and he said, let the wheat and the tariff come up together. But he said that I will come and I'll do the separating. The tariffs of this world will carry, tear you all to pieces. It'll tear you down. It'll break you down. But God is able to take your broken condition and put it back together again. He says that I am the potter. And you are the clay. And your broken clay might be marred and you, and you don't feel as good as you, you used to feel. But God can take that brokenness and build it back up again. Do y'all believe that this morning? Huh? Is that one that do not know Jesus Christ as the personal Savior? So we invite you to get to know him. Huh? He says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose on that third day morning, ascended into the heavens, and sits on the right hand of God. If you believe that, he said that you are saved. So receive him into your heart this morning. Receive Jesus as the Christ, the one that can change your life, the one that can take what's old and make it new again. God is able to do that. Is that one this morning? If not, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would just continue to build us up on every week and lean inside. We give your name, honor, praise, and glory for all that you have done. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. This is our prayer in Christ Jesus' name. We do pray. Let the household of faith say amen. God bless you. May heaven ever smile upon you. We again apologize for our technical difficulties, but you know things don't work sometimes. But we know God always works. Try him today. God bless you. God bless y'all. Be good.